0: Welcome to Wearable Progression from Quantified Self to Qualified Self, a podcast about all things wearables and running, hosted by Kinematics. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Wearable Progression, where we talk about all things running and technology. We're really excited to have a fellow podcaster on the line today. We have Tina Muir, who many of you are probably very familiar with. She's the host of the Runners Connect Run to the Top podcast, which was recently named by the Washington Post as one of the best podcasts to listen to while running. Tina is also a Saucony Elite Runner, Runners Connect community manager and blogger who writes to help runners feel good about themselves and their runs. So welcome, Tina. We're so excited to have you.
1: Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here.
0: Yeah, no, we've uh, listened to your podcast for quite some time, and so to have you here with us is I think we are probably the closest thing to a celebrity <laughs> that we've had on the podcast, so we're excited. And from Kinematics, we have our CEO, Paulo de Hi, Paulo, how are you?
2: I'm okay, okay. Uh, Angela. It is a pleasure to be uh, on your podcast again.
0: So, Tina, why don't we just get started? I mean, I'm hoping that all of our listeners know who you are anyway, but for those who may not, <laughs> um, tell us a bit about your background and, you know, how you started running and and then how you ended up hosting your own podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you obviously mentioned quite a few of I guess my I don't know, credentials before I uh, started talking here. So you've got, you know, kind of a gist of it. But yeah, I'm hoping most people have seen or listened to my stuff because, uh, you know, I really try and reach out to people. And um, it seems like a lot of the people who are interested in Runners Connect are kind of the same kind of people. So hello, if I do know you already or if not, um, nice (laughs) to meet you. But yeah, I guess. So yeah, as you mentioned, I am an elite runner, but I was not always that way. I funny story I guess to start so people can kind of see um, that as you mentioned with my blog I try and be real but when I actually first started running I hated it like to the point where um, when there was tryouts for my high school team I hid in the bathrooms so I didn't have to do it because I didn't even want to entertain the idea of being on the team. Wow. <laughs> yeah, <so laughs> okay. complete opposite. But, you know, as you find when you get good at something, kind of realize you are good at something, you learn to enjoy it. And then eventually I kind of discovered that I like things other than, you know, just being successful. And so I began to work very hard, um, work my way up the ranks until I was offered a uh, full ride scholarship to come to the U.S. as I'm sure people have figured out by now I am British. Um, so I came over to the U.S., did my schooling here and then uh, went on to do my master's after that and then uh, by this time uh, my now husband and I were quite serious so we moved in together and um, yeah I don't see myself leaving anytime soon so the running career is going to, you know, continue, but I've come a long way. And, you know, as with every running journey, there's been a lot of ups and downs.
0: Right on. And so what led you to, so you became a runner and then post school, how did you, you know, connect with Saucony and then Runners Connect and, you know, what sort of led you down that path?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, after school, I actually ended up being 11 time, what they call All-American, which is where you perform very well at the national competition. So I did that, which kind of gave me a bit of a, um, you know, something to say that I'd done. I also finished third in the British Olympic trials in the 10K in 2012. So I had some good results to kind of show. um, And I started reaching out to some companies who did do post-collegiate opportunities. But unfortunately, most of them were like, no, I'm sorry, we can't offer it to international, you have to be American, which I completely understand. And so I kind of started reaching out to the companies themselves. Thankfully, Sockney, uh has a program called the Socony Hurricanes, which is where they work with um, post collegiate, I guess it would be sub elite, not the very top people. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so they have a program and they brought me on and I've been with them since. And then when it came to Runners Connect, I, strangely enough, I was on my way to Chicago Marathon in 2014. And on the drive, I was like, oh, I'm going to see if there's any race guides. So I looked up Chicago Marathon race guide and Runners Connect came up. They have this amazing race guide to the point where I was like, wow, this is so descriptive and it's amazing. And I just couldn't (laughs) believe how helpful it was. And I used it, read through that article, really, you know, soaked in every bit I could. And then strangely enough, that next week I decided I needed to get a job because I wasn't handling not working, um, as as what I was doing before Chicago marathon, just training. And I, I don't do very well with that. Um, I like to be doing mm-hmm, other things. Mm-hmm. So I emailed, uh, Jeff saying, you know, um, if you ever have an opportunity, let me know. And actually he said to me, this is the CEO of Runners Connect. He said, um, actually, I was going to reach out to you. I'd been reading your blog and I think you'd be perfect for this position I have opening up. So, um, yeah. So it just ended up that we'd both been kind of looking at one another and, and then, yeah, he offered me the job and I've been with them since. So, and then said, you know, he said to me at one point, Oh, would you like to try the podcast? And I'd never even heard of a podcast and it was terrifying, (laughs) but um, I thought I'd give it a try. And yeah, I've realized as, as you know, just how, Wonderful, the world of podcasting can be.
0: Yeah, you know, they were popular. I don't know, about 10 years ago, and then Mm -hmm. they sort of went out of fashion, but then there's been this huge resurgence of podcasts, and the format is just so friendly and casual that I think it's uh, appealing to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. So you actually had started blogging just on your own, and then here you have one of your avid readers is the CEO of Runners Connect, Mm -hmm. unbeknownst to you. So, And we do listen to the podcast quite a bit, and I will say, you are very real, and I love how you interview such a wide variety of runners and touch upon not just why do you run, but the stories and some of the challenges and obstacles they've overcome and, um, even issues they're trying to help address in the running community. So I'm wondering if with with all the conversations that you've had with the, the different guests, how often does technology come up or technique or, you know, do you talk about gear things about how do you improve running? How often does that come up
1: um I guess it's usually like one extreme or the other I usually find I have the kind of person you know an ultra runner who um ha- wants absolutely nothing to do with technology you know goes out into the woods for days on end without telling anyone where they're going and you know they wow. want nothing to do with it <laughs> <laughs> wow. and then, so I'd sometimes have them on and you know they when I ask them uh, I always ask what your favorite running product is and when I ask them they're like um I don't know, like a water bottle, and I'm like, oh, okay, (laughs) (laughs) high uh, tech. (laughs) That's nice. (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah. So I get those people, but then I'd say most people, it it comes into the conversation quite a lot, um, especially with the running product. But just in general, I mean, I did have um, Strava on the the CEO of Strava on the podcast a few months ago. And, you know, that was obviously solely focused on technology and wearables. And Mm -hmm. it was amazing to hear some of the stats he gave me and some of the things he said about, you know, how much technology comes into running nowadays. And Mm
2: -hmm. I definitely
1: think a lot of people either use the products or, Find wearables makes their life easier, and actually, um, I just interviewed uh, comes out next week. I don't know when this is going live, but Jim Vance, who's talking about power meters, and yeah, that, the whole new world for me. I had no idea that was kind of becoming a thing, but that's very exciting to see how that's going to go in the future. Yeah, we've we've
0: actually interviewed Jim on our podcast as well. Mm-hmm. He um, had some great stuff to say about the use of technology, especially with youth runners you know, and being able to track their growth, you know, as they get bigger and older and their body changes and actually being able to use technology to help track that and, and better recommend, um, the right training plan, you know, as they, their, their mechanics change. So what's the, what's the general sentiment that you feel or that you kind of that's in the community, whether it's your guests or just people that you run with, you know, other runners that you talk with in terms of Are people skeptical? Are they, you know, okay, everybody's using a smartwatch, but then where do they go from there? What's kind of the general sentiment amongst runners uh, when it comes to technology, do you think?
1: I would say overall it's very positive towards people love the technology. I know especially the listeners are, you know, huge fans of it, you know, love analyzing the data. I mean, there's very few people cool. out there other than the, you know, the ultra kind of um, extreme people I mentioned, who don't come back and, you know, upload to either Strava or one of the other, you know, um websites, or, you know, upload to Instagram and Twitter. And, you know, we're so connected right now that I think these wearables and this, the technology makes it so easy to just, um, you know, show what you're doing. And I think i think it enhance- enhances it because it allows people to kind of stay motivated and kind of mm-hmm. keep keep track with their um with their own running and kind of show you know it just gives you something to kind of uh, be be accountable for because you know you're going to kind of share it and you know i'm i'm guilty and i'm sure everyone else is of you know even being in a in a run and thinking oh i wonder what i'm going to put when i Put online when I get back um so I think That's technology funny. has become a huge part of you know most of the guests I have on there I did have a uh, 85 year old Ed Whitlock um who's you know broken records and all kinds of things and even he talked about how he spends a lot of time on the internet so you know if we've got 85 oh, year old oh, wow. runners yeah. uh, using using technology then I think that kind of shows that um the world is definitely moving towards more and more of this Yeah, for certain. I mean, I was actually
0: curious too, kind of what phase we're in. So, you know, when when fitness trackers first came out, everybody was just all about tracking their steps, right? And so now there's so much more that we can measure. What seem to be the most important parameters that runners are measuring? Is it pace or cadence? Are they, you know, really, are they setting goals from themselves or they're trying to become faster or... Uh, What are some of the things that that you think people are measuring the most?
1: Well, one I see quite often, which I don't actually use myself, so I don't know if this is why I'm kind of aware of it because I don't pay attention to it, um, is heart rate. A lot of people seem to be moving towards using heart rate to track their running and kind of make sure that they are in the right zone. I personally, like I mentioned, don't use heart rate, but I think a lot of people are now finding it incredibly helpful, um, especially Mm -hmm. as we're learning how important it is to go slow and go easy. And I know it's, you know, I'm very intuitive, so I can kind of do it naturally. But I know for most people, it's hard to know what pace to run at or how slow to run on those recovery days. So the heart rate kind of gives feedback to kind of force you to stay in that zone. And mm-hmm. um, so I'd say heart rate is probably the biggest one. But I also think we're in that, you know, absolute max um area of just loving to upload and connect with other people. So I think being able to just instantly upload things online, you know, through Instagram or Twitter or Snapchat or whatever you, whatever you like, I think that's, that's definitely something that um, is very popular from what I see.
0: Right. So the social aspect of Mm -hmm. sharing your data and, and that seems to be pretty in line with how the running community is, in general, and has been for a while, right? It's a very seems to be a very close knit community. So, and and so, what have you know? In addition to technology has changed, but what other changes have you observed in the community over I don't know the last ten years or so?
1: Well, one thing I noticed, which you kind of mentioned a second ago, was um, just the unity. You know, we we always heard in the past that running is an individual sport. Running is you're out there on your own. You know, the the mm-hmm. called the loneliness of a distance runner, that. But right. um, but I really don't see that anymore. I see a very united community. You know, everyone kind of realizes we're all out there struggling together. We're all kind of um, yeah okay while you're running specifically it's just you battling your thoughts but at the end of the day we're kind of all out there together working towards a common goal and I see a lot of unity and support for other other runners which I absolutely love and you know especially the technology and the the just community options available makes that so much easier and then the other thing I have noticed I don't know if this is just because it's something I'm passionate about but I feel like the the body image and like runner image is kind of changing I think people always thought to be a runner you always had to look you know long uh tall skinny and lean um but like you know kind of the uh body shape of you know a Kenyan or an Ethiopian runner but now it's kind of people are kind of seeing that you don't have to be um a certain pace or a certain level to be considered a runner and I see I don't know if it's just because I'm aware of it, but I see a lot more of kind of support and pride in your own body and, you know, who you are and what your strength, what your individual strengths are, whether you're, you know, a go out fast person and hold on or whether you are a person who comes from the back or whether you're strong up hills. I like seeing that there's a definite change in um, confidence, which is great to see.
2: You mentioned two points that I find uh, really, really interesting. And one of the things that I would like to to know from you is, uh, I agree with you that running is no more uh, individual sport. Uh, I think it became a phenomenon because people run together, they practice together, uh, and so on. But um, I think uh, that it was never so important because it became so qualitative, uh, the sport, the need of emphasizing that its training plan or, or, or running plan must be individual, exactly because mm-hmm. of the other point that you mentioned. So you have people now with uh, different characteristics, physical characteristics running yeah. and, and different uh, physical shapes, physical shapes, different ages also. So I yes. believe that that a, tra- a training plan cannot be the same for a person with a 60 years old or, or, or 16 years old. This is, is, is very different. So mm-hmm. how, how you see also that technology can help putting these two things coexist at the same time uh, being a sport more social, more qualitative, and and at the same time avoiding the risks that uh, me uh, with my body shape and my age, I'm copying uh, the training plan of people that are much more different. And with that, uh, maybe finishing hurting myself or, or whatever.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely agree. And you, you do see a lot more of that. And like you mentioned with the training plans, that's that's huge. And, you know, Remus Connect is primarily a uh, online coaching community and they tailor programs to each individual. So I get to see that on a day to day basis. And yeah, you're right. It, you know, you do have to change the way you treat Um, runners and yeah it's it's definitely something that has made a big jump in the last few years and having these apps having these um, wearables that you can you know use on your body and keep keep track of what you're doing and you know it doesn't allow you to lie you can't say oh I I ran this pace or I did this you know it was too fast but I'm going to pretend I didn't because the technology is going to be there to kind of (laughs) prove you wrong and kind of keep you honest
2: how do you think that technology will influence um, exactly the coaching? so being runners connect a, a coaching services organization, uh, how technology can uh, help uh, to address more runners, uh, runners in, in in different geographies mm-hmm. and and uh, because so I believe that that the rate that the runners uh, the number of runners grow is faster than the number of coaches uh, grow. so it means that, the same co- uh, coach, if uh, have opportunity of coaching more athletes, but I don't. I don't believe that this can be done face to face. Is is necessary a combination of maybe of face to face and remote remote coaching? Our, our technology can help on that?
1: Yeah, okay. I mean, uh, Runners Connect is definitely kind of embracing this in that. Yeah, we have people from all over the world in as our athletes, and there's a the big part of it is runners connect as in um, people are connecting on this community and every day the runners from all over the world or ages or training plans, different levels, different paces different experiences all kind of upload their data straight to this online uh, forum and kind of share how they're feeling share um, their actual stats and then how it compared with how they felt and you know they support one another and respond and within minutes they're getting uh, you know different compliments and different responses and I think and then it you know that technology the coaches can kind of look at how their training is going and seeing maybe they've had a few days where you know, maybe a week in a row where they have complained that they're feeling tired. So then the coaches can then make an adjustment and see that, you know, they need to back off or they can see, well, actually you've been feeling tired, but you've been running uphill every day. So that might be why. So I think, yeah, that technology, it makes it so much easier to be a good coach and kind of assess, read between the lines, I guess, um, of what the individual is kind of seeing. So I think that's a huge part of it
0: as a because you do some coaching as well is that correct
1: uh no actually I do not
0: (laughs) (laughs) I thought for some reason I thought you did no problem well if you had to speculate I'm curious as to what kinds of things and then maybe we'll ask the question about you know as a runner too what kinds of things would you like to see in the future in terms of what technology could be doing or could be measuring, again, both from a runner's perspective as well as what you think coaches would like to to see that maybe isn't possible right now?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, for me as a runner, I tend to be very intuitive. Um, I like to just kind of not look at my um, wearables or my technology during a run, and then kind of assess it afterwards. So I guess kind of along the power meters line, it would be great to see how, um, you know, maybe it correlates together, seeing the, the pace that I was running combined with you know, how hard I actually felt like I was working. Cause I think that's one thing right now that's difficult is pace is just, it, it doesn't really mean too much because, you know, it could be really humid outside and that can slow you down or, you know, you could have had a bad night's sleep because, you know, um, your child was sick or something. So I think pace is so difficult to analyze, but maybe some, something in the future that could allow us to kind of, um, I don't know, give variables a different scale of how much they would affect you. Um, Mm -hmm. That would be something that like, you know, I would see as pretty cool as a runner to kind of uh, help me figure out what went wrong during a run or a race. And then, yeah, I think coaches would benefit from that too, to being able to kind of uh, see what went wrong with their athletes and therefore make adjustments in the future. And maybe something that kind of allows the uh, coach to explain I I don't know. I'm just thinking like it can be difficult to explain just how I'm just thinking about easy runs, how easy you actually have to be running for those easy days to allow for recovery. Whereas right now it's kind of difficult for a coach to explain how easy you should be running because everyone Mm -hmm. obviously feels different.
0: Right. So almost taking real world factors into into account into how those that affects your performance. So for example, your coach could say well, were you up studying until three in the morning or are you out yeah. partying until three in the morning? And that's probably yeah. why you didn't do so well today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's, I think, I think that's very valid. And I think we'll definitely see that happen in the future. It's just a matter of time, mm-hmm. right? It's not a question of, of, uh, if just a matter of when
1: Yeah.
0: do you, do you personally use, oh, or I, I think you use wearables. What, uh, which, what are you using right now?
1: Um, yeah, I actually, yeah, I don't uh, use too much. I do have some uh, wireless headphones that I use uh, sometimes for my runs to connect to my phone, but I mostly do not take my phone, but I do have a Garmin Forerunner 235. So I use that every day. And like I mentioned, I don't always look at it, especially during my runs. But when I get home, I, I do like looking at all the data. I actually did a 20 mile run this morning and, um, I really enjoyed like, Within a minute of finishing, I went through and looked at my laps and looked at how I felt and compared it with what the kind of data said. So yeah, I love my I love my Garmin.
0: <laughs> right on. Well, I think that's all we have for today. We've come up on our time, and I, I usually we ask our our guests, you know, if there was one thing that a wearable could do, what would you have it do? And I, I think you sort of answered that already. Um, but did you have any other any other thoughts around? Technology and running, or anything else that you'd like to share?
1: Um, I mean, I, I'm I'm just grateful they exist. Really, uh, right? You know, <laughs> I I do wonder sometimes if we're going to reach a kind of maxed out point where people are going to be like, you know, what? I just want to I just want to cut it all off and kind of uh, yeah, because we're so connected in the rest of our world that people are going to eventually get to a point where they just want running to be, you know, going out in the trail where there's no. You know, no, you're nothing, and I could see that happening maybe in the future, but for mm-hmm. now, I kind of like where we're at. The only other thing I guess I would say when you were saying about uh, what a wearable could do, um, I was thinking about this, and uh, the only other thing I could think that I would love if a wearable could do is we all have, uh, while we're running those kind of mental demons, those thoughts that kind of come mm-hmm. to you telling you mm-hmm. you're not good enough or something like that. But if they I guess in my dreams, the way it would be great to have something where if you had, you had like specific uh, responses for the negative thoughts that always come into your mind and you know (laughs) your body would know if, if that thought was coming. And as soon as you said it in your ear, you would hear like, you know, if you said, I don't want to do this, it'd be like, yes, you do. You worked really hard for this, like (laughs) a response to your negative thoughts. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, but you, I think you are really in line of with ideas of um, a lot of wearables companies that are exactly exactly work on that more yeah. predictive and, and also and also more emotional side emotional yeah. side to to make, uh, to incorporate in devices and in apps to, to work um, that can behave like that having having the technology also uh, being exactly a companion and sometimes being tough with us.
0: yeah so we we uh tina we interviewed a couple from germany they they're bloggers actually they run a blog called run skills susan and dennis and we said well why do you run and they said well we run run because we we like to eat chocolate and so (laughs) i'm thinking if you're if a wearable could detect that you're kind of thinking oh my gosh when i get home i'm gonna have like (laughs) you know a smoothie or a big bowl of ice cream and instead it it taps your map and says at the end of your run turn right and there's an ice cream parlor <laughs> you know yeah it like tells you where to go kind of based on your desires that would be that would be really cool that um, sounds good to me. <laughs> again probably a little scary but i think probably very possible <laughs> in the future mm-hmm. but uh you know i that would be that would be really cool um uh well i think that's that's all we have for today apollo any final thoughts
2: no, except that it was really great to have Tina with us and bringing us a very different perspective um, about how technology uh, can work with, uh, with running. And, uh, and uh, so it was a great show. Yes, thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Tina. We really appreciate your time with us today.
1: Oh, no, thank you. I, it's been an honor, and I, I'm, I'm really grateful for the opportunity. Thanks.
0: And uh, thank you, Paulo, as always. And Thank um, and thanks, everybody out there for listening. We will be including links to uh, Runners Connect in our show notes, as well as how to subscribe to the Run to the Top podcast. Um, in our show notes, if you don't already listen to Tina on a regular basis. And then, of course, if you have not subscribed to Wearable Progression yet and you're just listening to us for the first time, please hit that subscribe button. You can do so either on iTunes or on SoundCloud. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us a review on iTunes as well. That would be greatly appreciated. And share a, share the link with your fellow runners, friends and family, colleagues, um, and send us your feedback. We'd love to know uh, if you have suggestions for topics or get your thoughts on technology, or even if you have uh, some suggestions on guests, people that we should be interviewing. And with that, I will say until next time, everybody stay tuned. Thank you for listening to the wearable progression podcast. To learn more about kinematics and how better information can make you a better runner, visit www.kinematics.pt.